what are you going to say here? I say this is like four feet wide, Borak, and then aside of like a one foot, one and a half, no, not even two feet wide. No. It depends on which space you're in. This is like a four foot by seven foot. Ooh. Oh, someone, someone knows his feet. Yeah, that was no, pretty confident. Someone knows his feet. No, it's fine. Just stick with it. Prep anything, so let's start. Let's like go this. with the flow. How are you, Tanner? I'm great, feeling awesome, super excited. We're thankful you're here too. Your team is audio, but we'll describe where we're at. We're inside a closet <laughs> <laughs> at the Bridgeland Riverside Community Association building. Uh, we'll see if that's recording or not. I'll, I'll step a little closer. Kyle's great at this. Uh, so, um, how do you feel in the closet right now? In the closet, this this is awesome. It feels like I'm in a Harry Potter movie, you know, under the staircase. And uh, Harry Potter does big things, so I'm hoping I do the same. Um, well, I guess we'll start with this. You are uh, here because you're about to run uh, for the Provincial Green Party uh, of uh, Canada. Yeah. Alberta. Yeah, Alberta. <laughs> I know, for Alberta. Um, then how did you get involved with that? Why are you doing it? And uh, what's what's to expect here? Yeah, I've actually been involved with the Green Party for a long time now, both federally and provincially. Um, I decided to get involved because I, I sense a huge urgency in uh, the issues that are presented to us today. And I feel like if nobody stands up, then might as well be me. What's interesting is uh, we don't know each other politically. No. Uh, we actually met each other on Stephen Avenue. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that? Of course I okay. do. I was holding my camera. You were holding your camera. Like, oh, cool. And you're snapping pictures of me. you thinking that you, I didn't know. But yeah, that's how we met. It was through photography. It was awesome. The longer I shoot on the street, the more I realize I have absolutely no tact. I am not sly at all. Or slick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you were all hip. You weren't in a suit. No, you were, no. Uh, in your urban, street urban gear. Streetwear, yeah. Uh, were you shooting the model that day? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I was, I actually. I mean, she or he wasn't there, but... Yeah, yeah, at Bankers Hall. Um, and then, was that Noisy Bouquet? Yeah, with a with the Noisy Bouquet group. And actually, they're going to be here tonight as well, doing some videography. But yeah, that, that they're the ones who really got me into photography and, and got me to meet really awesome people and creative people like you. It was funny because, you know, we tagged each other on Instagram and then yeah. ran into each other at like Marta Loop and just all over the city. And then I found out you're an en engineer. Yeah. Yeah. You're Environmental an engineering. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I thought you were some <laughs> thuggy street photography kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, and then we sat down for that coffee and it mm -hmm. turns out you're from Ottawa. Yeah. I was actually born in Quebec. And then I grew up in Ottawa and uh, went to school at University of Guelph and then I ended up here for work. 
that makes us yeah a little bit closer since I'm from Toronto. But yeah, yeah. Um, how long have you been here in Calgary? I've been here uh, six years and almost a month now. So one of the things that we're going to try to do with perspective, I mean, we have, but we're going to do it more explicitly, is just try to drive everything back to Calgary. So although yeah. you are running for the provincial, uh, I mean, my thought is to ask you then today about your relationship, either through politics, through photography, or just generally with Calgary at large. And how you feel about the city and uh, where are we at? Yeah, I, I absolutely love Calgary. And you know what? That when I was applying for jobs from the University of Guelph to, to coming here, Calgary is the only city that I applied to. I wanted to be uh, close to the mountains, uh, like pretty much in our back in our backyards here, but also wanted a city that was vibrant. Um, I feel like the art scene here and the music scene is really, really growing, and I wanted to be part of that change. But I also moved to Calgary because I saw it as a, a huge opportunity in, in the energy sector. And, and a lot of people do say that, but uh, they say it in terms of oil and gas. And I see it as an opportunity to diversify. And actually, I wanted to come here to help the city and help the province see that there could be a lot more than what we see today in the news and the media and, and, and in the industry. So I guess you had political perception, aspirations, even oh, selecting yeah. Calgary to come here. Absolutely, absolutely, and I did ever since I was uh, in high school, which was about, I don't want to age myself here, but, you know, 13, 14 years ago, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, too, to think about, you know, your relationship, coming here, having this political aspirations, working in the energy sector as an engineer, and then what's your photography background? Like, were you shooting before in Ottawa, or did that all start here? That all started in Calgary, and um, <laughs> my girlfriend decided to buy me a camera for my birthday one year, which is, I thought, crazy uh, gift it's huge and then uh, all of a sudden I picked it up and it it, it, it just clicked metaphorically and physically clicked yeah. and then uh, I started posting pictures off uh, onto Instagram I started meeting so many cool photographers including yourself well we met on the streets but we chatted on Instagram afterwards but that's how I met the boys from uh, from Noisy Bokeh and then we, we started forming something that would that is huge now absolutely exploded and I still remain friends with them, and, and, and they've taught me everything I know about photography. So kudos to them. Yeah, big time. No, that's cool. I um, you know, I didn't know much about Noisy Bokeh. I mean, my whole thing is literally just being on the streets, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least at that time. Now it's evolved. The perspectives movement is a little bit different. Uh, I guess it's different uh, in that it's slightly more organized and, and widening because I want to just yeah. meet all creatives. And even today, like, uh, I, I want to speak to you as a photographer, but also as a politician, as a sure, person. Sure, let's, kind of let's do everything. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, the idea today is a short intro podcast uh, interview, then we're going to get you speechifying. Sure. Yeah, what's going on uh, for the itinerary today? For the itinerary, yeah. So we have an awesome uh, performer coming today. His name is Mayowa, and he's bringing uh, his buddy Ben Lawson, Lawson, who's going to be playing some acoustic guitar now. Mayowa actually met through Ten A Ten, so another arts platform there. And uh, he's he's an awesome R&B singer here with a super smooth voice, and uh, he's here just to show a bit of support and also to show show you guys his music too. So that's number one. After that, we have our uh, the leader of the Green Party coming to, to acknowledge, to do a land acknowledgement and also to do a little speech. We also have a special message, video message from uh, the federal leader, Elizabeth May, showing some support to our campaign as well. And then I'll be speaking for a little bit and then we'll mingle with the audience, um, answer some of their questions. 
then we'll close it off with uh, Mayowa and uh, Ben again. With some okay, music. cool. I think, I mean, we want to do a little bit of a Q&A with the guests. Um, maybe we'll do it in the mingling session instead of waiting for after the musician. But Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, what's your feeling about who's coming and how many people? Is it going to be all young hippies, old hippies? It, <laughs> you know what? At, at first, we did have tons of people coming, but now the weather has been so crappy, right? It's been snowing. Oh, it went from positive 5 to negative, what, 13, 14 now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm sure some brave souls will come. You ready to orate? To orate? Uh, <laughs> I'll do my best. I haven't, I haven't done a speech in, uh, in front of people since, I think, the last election. So we'll see. Yeah, what have you run before? You mentioned before, like, yeah. when we were talking, you've run politically before. Yeah, so it's not my first rodeo. Um, I ran in the past federal election in 2015 in Calgary Centre against uh, Minister Kent Hare and also ran in a provincial by-election in 2016 in Calgary Greenway. Holy oh. smokes. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. Uh, can't wait to hear you speak. Uh, we'll get uh, the guest reactions and sure. we'll see how you did. Sure. And then we'll give you a rating out of five stars. Awesome. <laughs> Hoping for uh, we'll, more than 0. 0.5. We'll put on Yelp. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, is there anything else that we should cover? Any, any kind of intentional messages that you want to throw on here before we close this closet interview off? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming to our event. Uh, loving this closet space. Um, one thing that I do want to echo uh, from my campaign is that we've been trying to really run a positive campaign. Uh, one that doesn't involve bashing any other parties or candidates or trashing them. We're, we're trying to show people that we can do politics differently. And that's the pledge that we've given to our constituents and to Albertan. So we're hoping that resonates. And I think we need to get away from the divisive politics that we see Alberta becoming, which is the United States style politics, right? So peace, love and positivity. That's what I'm trying to bring the world here in Calgary. All right, man. Good luck today. Good luck in the future. And like I said, my camera's available to you if you ever need it. Awesome. And uh, uh, we'll... We'll see how it goes. Thanks for everything you do. Okay, we'll chat later. Hey, right, thanks guys. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh oh, this thing is falling, man. Yeah, no. I grabbed it last second. that Matthew Moore? Is that good? I think it is acceptable, Matthew. Cool. Excellent. Here's my hip-hop album. Yo, what's up? I'm Matt Moore and I'm here to say 2019 is going to be the best year Hey. Huh. <laughs> That's going in. That's going in the podcast. Yeah.
comfortable introducing yourself? Sure, yeah, my name is Simon Irving. Yeah. Well, my name is John Daly. I am the newly uh, nominated candidate for the Calgary Shaw riding. Uh, my name is Cheryl Chagnon-Grayeyes. I am the leader of the Green Party of Alberta. 
Sure, yeah. My name's uh, Derek Leahy. I just moved to Calgary a few months ago. I professionally run a project where I talk to farmers about climate solutions and I also do a bit of farming myself. I'm Miriam Meir, a member of the Alberta Green Party and the Federal Green Party. Amazing. Uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Uh, and so I'm David Ian. I work uh, with this Perspectives YYC, which I created for Calgary, et cetera, et cetera. We're just doing sort of a reactionary uh, interview from Tana's speech. Um, so I have three questions for you. Yeah. Uh, the first one is trying to be as specific to Calgary as possible. Where do you think Calgary is successfully green? Where is it successfully green? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty interesting because, I mean, we just had this new climate resilience plan come out at the municipal level, uh, which is really ambitious. Uh, however, I'm... I'm a little bit skeptical. We'll see what happens uh, and how much of the budget's actually dedicated to some of those some of those pieces. I know we've had uh, some really ambitious goals and targets previously for the city, and uh, we haven't even come close to meeting them. Uh, I'm a technical writer, so I do a lot of talk, tax credit writing for research and development companies. The NDP has put money towards programs like IRAP, AITC, uh, and uh, I have seen that money legitimately go to progressing green technologies. And I think that has been one thing that I do give them credit for, even though I don't think they, they budgeted it too well. Um, so I think we are leading a little bit more in that. And I think there's been some collaboration with the Liberals at the federal level to, to, to have an Alberta-based uh, progressive technology industry. And uh, in southern Alberta, we obviously have more sun and wind than the rest of the country. So we have a lot of opportunity to move to a greener energy system. I think that um, it's the people who are here have an attitude which is very progressive. And I believe that if any place is going to go green, it's going to be Calgary. We ran NDP very quickly, so we're not dyed in the wool UCP people here. Um, the median age in Calgary and Edmonton is 35 years old. That is a very young population, young students, parents, um, people who have to take care of their elderly parents. So these are the people I'm aiming for. Um, and because of that, they are open to change. They are intelligent, bright, very well educated. Calgary has the highest level of, of uh, post-secondary educated people in Canada. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I knew that when I came here and I couldn't get a degree. I couldn't get a job without a degree, so I went back to university. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they got very smart people here, and very smart people are open to learning new ideas. And uh, I think yeah, I think we're ready for change. I guess just like seeing the uptake of solar as well as wind is just like this province has got a solar and wind resource that anybody would jealous of and the people are making steps and advancements even if it's just for their own personal uh, energy use so I think that's a big step right there uh, personally just like thinking about the farmers I work with like we do work with a lot of farmers who do care about climate change and do want to do something about it and half the time acting on climate change is good for your agriculture operation anyways so I, I definitely can see it on the energy side and just because of my perspective I can see it on the agricultural side. I think in the uh, recycling, um, composting, garbage collection uh, that that's the main main place and I think they they look after the the parks and I, I go to Beaumont Park, which is uh, very nature conscious. And uh, so then on that note, where are we uh, unsuccessfully green? Where do we really need to kind of uh, put our attention? Yeah, I think there's lots of different pieces. So one, obviously the energy piece. Um, so there's some really neat policies coming into place 
Uh, so something like PACE, which is property assessed clean energy, I think that could be really transformational for, uh, for both the green energy sector and for the city of Calgary. Um, so that's one. I know that was kind of in talks and in discussion and the provincial government supported it, um, but we'll see if we do it at the, at the municipal level. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of trying to increase the amount of green spaces, um, the walkability, bikeability, like active transport, green transport in the city. And we certainly made some strides on the, on the bike program, the bike lanes, which is great to see. But uh, yeah, there's always room to improve. Well, certainly the tar sands gets a black eye. When, when you see images of it, it's obviously uh, looks like devastation. We're losing species. Uh, we have uh, healthcare costs being increased. We pay more than BC for our healthcare costs. And I think largely it's due to air pollution and water pollution. So unfortunately, we're tied to tar sand energy, and that leads to increasing costs in other sectors. And I think we can address that in a more organized way to actually have a, an economic conservative argument for why we need to address uh, our tar sands and move to more sustainable energy. I think we have to stop being complacent and think that the government's going to fix everything for us. We have to take personal responsibility to affect change in our own communities, um, in our own backyards. And I think the Green Party is very good in that area in that we give people tools to be able to help themselves, to be able to raise their voices and to talk um, for others who cannot. Uh, social justice is a big deal. Um, sustainability is a big deal. So these are all principles that are important to the Green, to the Green Party internationally, let alone here in Alberta. Yeah, I liked in your speech when you said uh, you see someone else's litter it's easy to say that it's someone else's problem, but it's hard to just go and pick it up. Just go and pick up the stuff. And yeah. it, it's a matter, that is, it's a matter of, if you don't like the way something is, it's up to you to change it. Take that sense of responsibility and, and step forward. And yes, it takes an element of courage to step out of your comfort zone and out of your cute little cocoon and your box. And I'm asking for people to be courage, to be brave and courageous and to step forward and to affect change in a positive way. Gotta do something about those pickup trucks. I mean, I, mean, I love pickup trucks. I've wanted one since I was 18, but the bloody things, they burn so much fuel and everybody's gotta have one out here. And I, I realize it's part of sort of the identity here. And, you know, the electric pickup truck is coming along, but the thing is, yeah, just transportation emissions are obviously an issue. And yeah, might as well just the elephant in the room, the oil and gas sector. It's, I, I get it that like everybody knows somebody in the sector, everybody's related to somebody in the sector. And the idea of that just going away is terrifying. Like guys and women have raised their families on that kind of money, but we got to come up with a better story here because it just can't keep going on like that. I think with the, trans the transportation, there's still too many cars burning fuel. Uh, they, they don't have enough facilities for electric cars. So that's the place they have to emphasize. Um, and finally, do you believe, uh, honestly, that reason can win over rhetoric in a political campaign? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think we've seen it in places, um, and, but we've seen the rhetoric also really take over quite a bit. So I think what, what Tana has going for him, and I think what, what's, what seems to work is when people appear authentic and are authentic. and. I mean, that's why I'm a big fan of Tan is that he is really authentic in, in what he's saying and, um, you know, he's running for the Green Party because that aligns with really who he is and, and, and what he personally stands for and, I mean, at the end of the day, he's kind of, he's a normal 29-year-old guy with a, with a vision for the future that's, like, it's, uh, you know, about caring for each other in the world, so.
I, I believe it can, but when you think of, let's say, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that when people are constantly in survival, just for food, water, shelter, clothing, they don't have a lot of time to, to be reasonable. They lash out, they're very quick to judgment. And I think with programs like Guaranteed Basic Income, where you make sure everyone has enough food, clothing, shelter, that it now gives them the opportunity to think about how I can be a participant in this society. So I think once we address survival, I think reason will, uh, will prevail. Uh, yes, I do. I really do. And I think when people are um, fear fatigued, as we are in this province, we need another voice. We're ready to hear other people speak. Uh, we're, we're ready for new voices, new talks, and some hope. Like, what a wild and crazy concept. Hope, honesty, integrity. Well, the Green Party's got it all. And I believe we can make that difference and that people are ready for change. Huh. That's a damn good question. Um, doesn't feel that way lately, to be honest. Like, there's been that huge swing of right-wing populism. I just got back from Europe and it's even scarier over there right now. I, so, no, I actually think rhetoric can, can trump reason. That and I can't believe I said the Trump word. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I did it quote that unquote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what, what I do believe is like a bold vision can trump all that. And I think that's what we're lacking right now. It's, yeah, nobody's, that, that better story I'm talking about, like nobody's putting that out there right now. I'm no great overseer, but I'm hoping, I think I'm very uh, inspired by the number of younger people that are more active. I was at the leadership meeting in Red Deer, and there were quite a few there as well. And I think that's where the future is definitely promising. How about you, David? Yeah. Why don't you answer your, your three questions yourself? So number one, what do you think Calgary is effectively green at? Um, I will say that now that there's the implementation of the compost uh, service, um, that's been a huge and exciting development for my wife and I. Um, what we learned from our friend Toronto who works in environmental sciences and in waste management that the next part of that equation where the recycling, compost and garbage goes is uh, quite frightening, so I don't want to get into that. Um, but Calgary's compost uh, implementation has been pretty, pretty legit. I'm pretty happy with that. Where do you think they can be more effectively green? Well, I guess, um, I don't know. I mean, after listening to Tana's uh, uh, speech about trying to incorporate like general science and like, you know, what we know about how everything is collapsing, that's a broad question because essentially everything we do as we exist isn't that good. Uh, yeah. Breathing, Pla basically. Yeah. yeah. Exhaling carbon dioxide, uh, you know, plastics, fuel, um, energy resources, shipment, all of it. Um, I wouldn't take those, though, in single out Calgary. So we've heard some responses about cars and about energy sector, but I think that's just the globe in general. Um, so if I had to pick on Calgary on anything, you know what? I, I think it's gross that we use... Uh, that we use sand and we don't plow our streets in the winter. Mm -hmm. uh, and that we have this dust-driven city already by nature, and then we add more dust to it. And that's uh, a cheesy response, but that's the thing that bothers me the most. All right, down with dust 2020. Uh, lastly, do you earnestly believe that reason can win over rhetoric? Uh, no. Um, 
what I think needs to happen is uh, we need reasonable people to learn how to use rhetoric. Um, human beings, unfortunately, are not intelligent and, and socially. We don't want to know or act on truths, facts, or reason. We don't. Instead, uh, as that one thing came in, uh, this idea of fear and uh, and then uh, becoming um, knee-jerky and angry very easily is uh, is the reality we live in. So what we need instead is uh, an orator to come in and make these facts beautiful. That's my thought. Mm. Matt, you want to say something? <clears throat> what is rhetoric? What is rhetoric? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wanted to say that this podcast has been brought to you by Media Lab YYC.
Kyle Marshall runs this amazing little outfit here in downtown Calgary. Um, and we wanted to say this here at Media Lab YYC, we help you share your stories with the public, video, audio, business, personal. Let us help you take your idea to the finish line. You've just heard a great new track by a band here called Thomas Thomas. They are uh, amazing, all in yellow, and about to debut an EP soon. They gave us the incredible honor of um, using their amazing track, Gracious Host, for our um, podcast. And I just wanted to uh, let you all know that you should be definitely checking them out on Instagram. And once they're on Spotify and Apple and all that stuff, we're going to let you know. Thanks to Thomas Thomas and all the other amazing musical uh, people that we're meeting through this project. Um, yeah, 